The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to a brand new episode of Retropop, your home for bi-weekly pop culture every other week right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts and alongside with me as always, the one, the only, the uh, the joyful. He is the, um, he is the Santa's little helper to my Santa Claus, Mr. Johnny Townsend. Johnny, how are you? Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Look at you go. Jack Frost nipping at my heels. <laughs> All right, I'm so, doing. I'm so happy today about what we're talking about. I Matt. could. I could tell. What, what? All right. So hold on. Before we go any further, when are we getting the the, uh, the essential Johnny Townsend Christmas album? Oh man, that's a great question uh, that I've never been asked before. Um, <laughs> it's the the fans uh, need it. I think they need it. They have to have it. I need to to do something about that. I mean, I, I want to do that. I want to do Johnny's uh, uh, croons the wrestler the top wrestling entrances. <laughs> There's so many possibilities of Johnny Townsend albums out there. I just got to start diving in. Yes, I I, I think you do. Hey. Um, you can put them on my YouTube channel and, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. There we I, go. I, I'm all in on that idea. Uh, what is up listeners? Want to thank you for another pretty solid month of listenership. Hope your holiday season is going well. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving, uh, of course. And today, well, this month, this month, of course, our theme is really just about the holiday, right? The, the, the joyous occasion of, of the Christmas season, uh, the very stressful, I, I think, um, month of, of 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 the Christmas season as well. There's no doubt about it. I, I know I'm feeling it uh, a little bit, but um, but overall, just the just the joy uh, of the holiday season. What what it like meet you know just some aspects that it means to us. Uh, today, I will be uh, choosing. We're going to cover one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time. Um, it's a weird meeting one. It, it's a weird one. It's 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 sometimes it comes off a little controversial and understandably so. But I think I like it because of um, why it was created. And the, the positive effects, I think, that that came from it. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, the song. Do they know it's just time? Uh, <laughs> it's 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 by Band-Aid, uh, Band-Aid, which is not a, a band at all it's actually it, it's it was a group we're going to go in the history of it but it was a group of artists um group of singers and a producer who put together the song to raise you know interest in in you know in a in a potential charity a potential massive donation and it worked it did very very well for itself and it's become one of those timeless ones that um, you're going to hear at least once a, you know, 
every day on the radio. It's, 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 it's big enough for that. But uh, without further ado, let us get into our personal history with the song, Do They Know It's Christmas? It's Christmas time There's no need to be afraid At Christmas time We let in light And we vanish it All right, so, I mean, I've heard this song many, many times over the years, but the time it really, really got, I don't know why, see, the time it really, really got me and clicked on me, man, this is actually a really good song. Uh, Daddy's Home too. did you see that by chance? Uh, No. Okay, so Daddy's, the Daddy's Home franchise, so to speak, is a, uh, (laughs) it's a, it's a two, it's a two movie franchise. Starring Will Ferrell and the great Mark Wahlberg. And oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen the first one. I've not okay. seen the, the second one. The second one is, is holiday-oriented, and uh, it has, oh, God, there's so, Mel, Mel Gibson's in it. He's Mark Wahlberg's yeah. dad. Um, oh, God, I can't remember the guy's name. He was he was a, on Third Rock from the Sun. John Lithgow. John Lithgow, yes. Yes, sir. Um, he, was the, he was Will Ferrell's dad. John Cena's in this movie. It's it's a good time, and at the very end, they're at the movie theater on Christmas Day, and there's a big weather snowstorm that comes in, and the weather kind of knocks out the power, and then they start singing this song for some reason, <laughs> because John Cena's like this 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 dude who's just like uh, you know uh, holidays, uh, not ill happy stuff. So Will Ferrell starts banging on a drum in the middle of this movie theater, and he starts singing this song. It's actually a very funny clip, and he's like talk he's he's talking to him. <laughs> And then Mark Wahlberg and all the kids and everybody starts jumping in. Mel Gibson starts, you know, sings, Lithgow sings. And uh, it's, I'm like, wow, this is kind of cool. It's, uh, it's got a nice touch. It had a nice touch to it. So that's kind of like become my Christmas jam. There's, I mean, there's so many good Christmas songs. We're actually going to talk about it today. Um, Instead of the Johnny's, did you knows, we're going to talk about Christmas music. But um, but but it's kind of become that one. It was just the, the ideology that it, that it, uh, you know. And again, we're gonna get the personal history or the history in a moment. But th- that all these artists came together for this cause and to put this song together. This little three minute, three minute, three four minute song uh, together is is like really really cool. And uh, I I do love listening to. It. I think it's got a pretty unique beat, um, background music to it. But yeah, it's 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 become a staple for me. How about you, buddy? Um, it's. <laughs> To say it's a state, like there's so many other Christmas songs that are must listens for me before this one, but oh, for sure. obviously I've heard this one. I mean, that's just, I think anybody has, and this kind of, I mean, we'll know more in the history because I'm not sure about this, but obviously there have been times throughout, you know, pop culture, music history, when they get a lot of artists together for calls to sing one song right like it's definitely happened before we are the world you know yeah. like that one is was probably it's probably the big one that everybody thinks of uh when you think of that but this was another one of those and um i probably know this way more from it being spoofed than from anything else because this is uh, one of those things that definitely has gotten spoofed a time or two for sure on, sh- on shows that i've watched um, Do you remember the first time you heard it spoofed trying to remember it there's been so many um not off the top of my dome 
Uh, I've been awake for about two hours approximately. So I see. Uh, yeah, uh, I haven't had caffeine, and that's because I don't drink caffeine, so it's a bad combination. <laughs> uh, but it's it's just that I I think like what really fascinated me about your story, Matt, is there are songs like that for me too, in which I didn't really hear the original or the original or the first time that I heard this song didn't really get me, but then I'd hear another version of that song and it would lead me back to that original be like, Oh man, I really love this original. That's yeah. happened to me. I'm very embarrassed to admit this. This is a Johnny. <laughs> this, is, this is a Johnny's. Did you know? This is a Johnny. Did you know? Uh, Johnny admits his embarrassments. Um, Back in my youth, uh, I may have, may have, Again, I put this in quotation marks. Purchased uh, Limp Biscuit albums, <laughs> and, a, and a one of these Limp Biscuit so-called albums, they covered "Behind Blue Eyes," which is a song I by that the one. Who. I had that right. one. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so and I was like, man, this is my favorite song on this CD. It's so good. Christmas 2003, I got that album. Build the Bridge was on it. It was this re- the theme of yes. Survivor Series 03, and that's the only reason yep. why I bought it, or I got it. <laughs> yes. All right, so I was like, oh, man, I love this song. This is a great song, and I am embarrassed. This is well before I got into classic rock and any of that stuff. I, obviously, now, I'm you know, I'm, that's probably what I listen to mostly, but um I was like, oh, man. And then I looked up, you know, this is also the day and age where I would look in the lyrics because I was like, man, these lyrics are pretty deep, especially for a Limp biscuit, right? Like, these, <laughs> this is nothing to do about, you know, taking that cookie and shoving it up your, yeah, none of that. <laughs> none of that's involved here. And none about rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah, rolling. none of that. <laughs> and that's because it's a song originally, of course, by The Who, the band The Who. And that led me to The Who. And, man, I'm so glad it did because – um, there's so many really awesome who songs. So, uh, I can definitely relate to that, that there's just plenty of times where the cover of a song, uh, I'll be, however, even if it's in a movie, like you saw, or just another artist covering it, that's vastly different from the original that lead me back to the original and man, that's just kind of a neat way that music works, right? Like it's just, it's just really fascinating to me. No, music is, uh, music is an incredible thing, man. Uh, and, and and yeah, the, the the behind blue eyes one is a perfect example. I can't tell you how many, like uh, another reference that like Aerosmith come together. I think the song yeah. was a Beatles song, and I had no idea. Yes. I had no idea, and yes. I like the Beatles song like a lot. I'm not gonna say a lot more, but 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 yeah, that's that's yes, kind I'm, of, yeah, I'm with you. That's another topic we can cover one day. Oh, I'd love it's to cover songs. Yeah, I uh, would love to. Yeah, that'd be. But uh, I'm with you. There's plenty of times where the cover of a song drew me into the original song uh, come together is a great example I, man i'm also embarrassed about my beatles because i absolutely adore them now but when i was younger i was like oh, what old people listen to <laughs> and i just would listen to them and uh man i was really missing out for a long time because oh, they got some yeah. they got some great great tunes uh but yeah uh, but christmas music in general has been a big part of my life growing up my mom loves christmas music and she's one of those where the second that uh, Thanksgiving was over, it's Christmas music time, right? Uh, she's trying to find the stations that'll start playing Christmas music 24-7, that type of thing. So it always gives me that warm feeling when I hear a Christmas song. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it can make me think of a certain moment or a certain 
movie that I loved, like any of those Christmas songs from Home Alone, I automatically think about Home Alone, you know, any of that kind of stuff. So, uh, man, Christmas music has always been a major part of of my life, and uh, it really, really helps me get into the mood, uh, you know, because it's getting tougher and tougher these days. The older you get, the tougher it is to get into the Christmas spirit, as they say, or the holiday spirit, whatever you celebrate. And uh, music really, really, truly helps me. Uh, so I'm, I was telling Matt, I was uh, preparing for this. I've been uh, listening to a lot of Christmas music, and it's been a very fun morning so far. No, for sure. It's yeah. It's been a like. I'll I'll start it. I'll I'll. I mean, yeah. It, I'll start listening to Christmas music way before even like October. Like that's how early I get. Sometimes I start a little too early and I'm a little burned out by the end. But um, <laughs> I had. Uh, you're not the only one who does that. My I wife had yells a... at me now. My wife yells at me now. That like, oh, you're starting too early. Like, oh, I used to have a, a back in the day. Uh, I worked at this place and it was just me in the department. I was in just me and this other person and uh, me and her were actually really good friends, but she loved Christmas music and would play it like months, months and months before Christmas. And I would get so annoyed with it. I was like, you're just going to ruin it. Cause it's just all, for me. Like when I hear that Christmas song, it's like, Oh man, it's getting time, right? Like it's all about the timing and the place for it, but I get it. Cause there's some really, uh, as the kids say, some bangers of some Christmas songs out there. There are absolutely <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. So, um, yeah, Christmas music is a, uh, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. Absolutely. Wonderful thing that I love to get to that point too. It brings back so many memories just as a kid growing up and, and being around, you know, unfortunately people that can't be with us anymore, yeah, um, and that's it gets it gets me. I was just bawling my eyes out before we started recording because there's this one song that uh, turned on and I was like, oh, fuck, I, and, I, yeah. did, I did the same thing. And it's a song I want to talk about later, but there's the well, I'll talk about it then. But, yeah, I know what you mean. Those okay. memories that the, a song can bring up. Yeah, for sure. So um, but all right, everybody, let us get we're going to dive deep dive into uh, Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. And then we got some other fun stuff to talk about. So let's get into the history of In this song. So, um, like we said, this uh, this song came to came about in the ideology of uh, history and doing good for others, um, which was uh, a pretty cool thing to see in this day and age. I know celebrities are pretty good about donations and charity and all that jazz, but um, it was just really cool to see this this thing that was actually almost swept under the rug. This news report that was uh, a lot of people didn't know about it. So, um, what the deal is? Let me uh, get this up here. So there was a back in the, the 1980s, all right, mid 1980s, uh, a reporter for BBC television uh, by the name of Michael Bjork, 1984, excuse me. He highlighted a, uh, a new story of a, of a famine in the country of Ethiopia that was taking place around that time. Um, they were the first ones. BBC News was the first to document it. It was, like I said, 
Uh, it wasn't a very, very well-known thing. And on October 23rd, he described it as a biblical, biblical famine in the 20th century and the closest thing to hell on earth. Uh, they went down there. They interviewed you know, people working down there. There was a nurse by the name of Claire Birchinger, who, um, and this is really like tragic, she had to choose which child was well enough to gain access to the limited amount of food at the feeding stations. Man, and, what a man, what a job, right? Like that's that's why I have such respect for anybody in that line of work. Uh I mean, obviously that's an extreme example, but man, that's make having to decide between two people's lives is just something I never want to be responsible for. <laughs> exactly. It's 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 a and it's a horrible feeling. Like reading this, I was just like, this is so sad. You know, these, these poor kids who were, didn't ask to be born. Like it, it, it gets, they didn't ask deep. for any they, of They it. didn't ask right. for any of this. They didn't ask to be born. They're, 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 they're made, you know, they're created, they're born. And this is what they're born into. And it's, it's, oh, it's so depressing. But yeah, they, like it, it, it caught a lot of attention. It was, it was, crazy it was it blew up in the united kingdom and you know british people caught you know seen this they're okay we got to get some donations and stuff we got to we got to really get things rolling and and try and get the world attention to uh to everything going on in ethiopia get get food down there get money get anything we can so um so a a, a gentleman a singer by the name of bob geldoff who was the uh a singer for the boomtown rats and his uh, then partner, television presenter Paulie Yates, they watched the broadcast report and were uh, really deeply affected by it. And Geldof once uh, said in quotes, in her was vested the power of life and death. She had become, referring to the nurse, Claire Birchinger, um, in her was vested the power of life and death. She had become godlike and that is unbearable for anyone. And it's true. It's basically what we talked about. It's like, how can you choose? Like, mentally how could you be okay after having to do something like that did you ever watch the show supernatural i did yes great show okay yeah i absolutely love it but there's an episode where dean uh like has to play uh the role of death for an episode and uh like he has to choose uh like you know like one of the things he has to this little girl is supposed to die and of course you know you don't want to do that right and but his decision caused other things to happen so um like it just makes me think about stuff like that just could you i mean obviously that's fiction but uh, from what uh, you know just from your story that really does happen in the world where people have to make decisions that affect other people's lives like that 100 percent. i mean that's pretty wild it is that's a lot of that's a lot of power to hold in your hand of man that i you know do not want no no i like my decisions of should i take a nap today or not that's right. this kind of decision or what like. t-shirt do i have to wear or yeah burger yeah. king or mcdonald's today yeah now um, we're talking now yeah. yeah i mean those are a little i mean those are a little tough for me too but um but no <laughs> I, I i fully get it so um so his 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 gala's partner yates uh traveled from the, the the couple's home in london to uh the tyne tees studio in newcastle and where she was presenting, she worked on a weekly show there. And she, um, one of the bands that were playing there was, uh, was called Ultravox. They were, uh, they, they were promoting their ultimate, their, their album, The Collection. It was a greatest hits album. 
and the front man, Midge Err, I probably didn't pronounce that right. Maybe, uh, maybe let's see, maybe, maybe good old Wikipedia has the pronunciation. Nope. Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Midge, we'll call him Midge Yor. I believe he's Scott, a Scottish, I think. And um, yeah, he was like, she brought it up about it. And cause he had done, they had done previous charity work and he, you know, they asked if you want to be, um, a part of this little project. And he's like, yes, 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 absolutely. And they met very, very quickly the fi- on November 5th, coming to the conclusion that the best option would be to make a charity record. And then right after that, it was like the Avengers assembling. They started talking to everybody. Um, Geldof ran it, bumped into Sting, which is pretty cool. And then uh, Simon Laban and all these people, um, they just happened to be just out and about. It was like destiny and just meeting all these people who were like, yes, we will do this and we will do it for free. Like, you don't have to, we're going to do it just out of, you know, the, just to do it. You know, and it, it really helps to get that first big name, right? Like Sting, that's a big name, huge name. Uh, and that will, that will, I mean, that's the same way uh, this, this is a comparison to like the 92 NBA dream team for the Olympics. Like once they got Michael Jordan or once they got Magic Johnson, one of those big names, the other big names are like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. You know, right? Uh, that really, really helps. It goes along, obviously, very different circumstances, but yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, this is, yeah, this, once you get a big name, it, everybody else wants to be a part it kinda, of it. It kind of, yeah, kind of has uh, some legitimacy to it, right? For sure. It's for sure. It's like, uh, you know, yeah, I, I like when you when you're like booking like a convention or something and and then you book a big name like, oh, wow. OK, these guys are, you know, yeah, pretty serious. So. um, So, yes, yeah, so they, they get and they're compiling, you know, all this information. They they had they, they put the beat, they put the, the verbiage together. Then we get time to recording and stuff. And your was uh, he, he created the songs backing track, which is such the background music. And uh, that Geldof was 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 reaching out to multiple um, British and Irish artists to have them appear in in these. So um, he there was three people that turned him down. He never said who, which is kind of messed up. But there were three people who turned him down. Uh, but it was cool that on the um, on there was a like a B side album this, and uh, David Bowie and Paul McCartney who could not actually make the recording sent in recorded messages uh to help out with this song so that's that's really cool but um but yeah so they recorded it uh it's it's just cool to see all these like all these i'm gonna read off some of the names uh in just a moment but like phil collins he showed up with his entire drum set uh to perform the 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 drum track like he just showed up um (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it like this is cool like everyone's like this is great like phil counts this is great and then he was he was unhappy he actually asked for a second take to uh, to record it like that's because i guess phil counts is a pretty big perfectionist um let's see a couple members some members of cool in the gang showed up to record uh and like actors and uh, there's, just, there's just so many big like here's another one culture club boy george showed up and recorded a bit um actually i have the list right uh, a list of some people right here some of the big names um the ones who sang verses paul paul young boy george george michael simon laban and bono had a line uh he had some lines as well of course david bowie phil collins paul mccartney uh geldoff and your and uh i think there was again some other ones but 
Um, but yeah, they put it together, they put this masterpiece out, and uh, it, it was released, and it, it did really, really good. We'll go through the numbers and Matt's stats, but uh, it did very, very well in the UK. I think it was in the top 10 of the charts. Um, the United States didn't do very well, though, which it, I guess it got limited airplay. I'm not sure why, but uh, it's still, it, yeah, lack of airplay, but it still got to number 13 on the Billboard Hot 100. So that's still res- pretty respectable. Um, the song has, you know, it, it was received relatively well. Mixed mixed reactions, I think. Uh, some people have said the song is condescending, and I can understand that, I guess, in today's standards by looking at some of the lyrics. But um, But they have redone this. Uh, they have had a couple other ones and, you know, try to help out with other, uh, you know, needs. I believe Ebola was a, was one that they kind of made a similar song like this towards and just changing up some of the lyrics and of course, new people. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, this, you can't be, uh, you can't just beat the original. I've heard some of the re-releases and this goes back to our conversation about re-release songs and cover songs. Um, but it, they don't catch on quite like the original did. This is a cool project, and uh, they did they did really well. Yeah, oh, wow. This, yeah, this, this if you this actually go through crazy, if you actually go through and uh, just look at the lyrics without read without listening to the song, it's it, it's almost like a like an emo song. Like if you just go by the lyrics, a little bit, yeah, yeah, uh, like um, where the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears. Is a line that's an emo song. Oh, I can, like, I can remember when I was in my emo phase. Like, I'd definitely be a song like AFI or some other band. <laughs> One of the songs. No, for sure, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, it's some of the, it's 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 dark. Um, but it puts it puts a spin on it, and uh, it really brings it to reality. Actually, forgive me, um, listeners. I have the full list of vocalists now right in front of me. That that list I just read a little while ago was just the, uh, were just some of the bigger names. So, um, so I'm gonna actually run through everybody uh, to give him credit. So Robert Cool Bell from Cool and the Gang, Bono from U2, Pete Burkett from the Boomtown Rats, Adam Clayton from U2, Phil Collins, um, Chris Cross from Ultravox, Simon Crow of the Boomtown Rats, Sarah Dolan of Bananarama, which was pretty big in the '80s, uh, Seoben Fahe, don't know, I messed that up too, Bananarama. Johnny Fingers from the Boomtown Rats, Bob Geldof, Boomtown Rats, Boy George Culture Club, Glenn Gregory from Heaven 17, Tony Hadley, John Keeble, Gary Kemp, and Martin Kemp from Spando Ballet, Simon Laban, who we mentioned from Duran Duran, Marilyn, uh, George Michael from Wham, John Moss from Culture Club, Steve Norman from Spando Ballet, Rick Parfit from Status Quo, Nick Rhodes from Duran Duran, Francis Rossi uh, from Status Quo, Sting from The Police, Andy Taylor from Duran Duran, James J.T. Taylor from Cool and the Gang, uh, John Taylor and Roger Taylor from Duran Duran, Dennis Thomas from Cool and the Gang, Midge Yor from Ultravox, Martin Ware from Heaven 17, Jody Watley, uh, Paul Weller uh, from the Style Council, Karen Woodward from Bananarama, and Paul Young. Those are all the vocalists. And, of course, the spoken messages on the B-side, Stuart Adamson, Mark Brzezinski, Tony Butler, Bruce Watson, David Bowie, Holly Johnson, and Paul McCartney. And the musicians were uh, Phil Collins on the drums, John Taylor from the bass, and Midge Yor from keyboards and programming. So a lot, a lot of very, very good um, names that we have here. I wonder I wonder if the reason that it didn't do as well 
in America is because um, there's a lot of names and bands in there that were not near as big. It's here. possible. Um, I mean, obviously, U2 is huge. It's always been huge. And like I said, Banana Ram. Duran Duran. Yeah, is yeah, a, little surpri- a little surprising that like that can. I mean, Duran Duran. Obviously, Sting had some weight. Phil Collins had some weight over here, but and cool the um, gang. Well, I guess they. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of those like it's like a half and half for here for America. That's right? true. It's yeah. so I'm weird though. I've always it. wondered why this is, and this is this transcends. This is not just music. It's movies. It's video games. Like why it's so weird that U.S. like not United States like artists actors and stuff do so well all across the world, but other ones do not do well here often. Like it's very yeah. rare. I've always wondered that, and I think that I think that it kind of fits this discussion right now. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's that that probably makes the most sense honestly. But that's the background of it, everybody. That is the background of do they know it's Christmas? Uh, let's get into some Matt's stats. Alrighty, um, so here we go. So we got a lot of numbers for this, actually. A lot more numbers than we've had in uh, recent memory. But um, so uh, the album sold 2.5 million copies in the United States by January 1985. So that's actually pretty. That's pretty good. Because cool. the album, you mean, it's just like the A and B side, right? Just one song on each that's side. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, so that's not too bad. Uh, 3.8 million copies in the United Kingdom which was uh, pretty neat. I, let's say the original version of it, um, which is pretty neat. I think the only thing, let's say they sold a million copies in the first week and 3 million sales on the last day of 1984, um, but 3.8 million overall in the United Kingdom. It was not, it was one of the, it was the biggest selling single of all time in the UK until Elton John's candle in the wind, because it was a, uh, it was a princess Diana tribute. So it, it, it sat there for a long, long time. Um, it raised 8 million, I believe, euros within 12 months of release. And yeah, they, they only they went into this. I didn't realize this. They were only hoping it would raise like 70,000 euros. And it raised 8 million, which is amazing. Uh, so it it, it um, if this was a movie, it was a box office success basically um as far as the rankings and stuff go um i got it coming up right here okay so um this is like the the peak positions in various countries uh so australia hit number one austria hit number one belgium canada denmark and just europe overall hit number one hit 34th in france 38th in the global 200 ninth in hungary 27th in Iceland, number one in Ireland, number one in Italy, number 20 in Japan, uh, number five in Latvia, number one in the Netherlands, uh, two different Netherlands charts, single top 100 and top 40. Um, also hit number one in New Zealand, in Norway, uh, 
uh, 22nd in Poland, 36th in Portugal, 5th in Slovenia, number one in Sweden, uh, Sweden, number one in Switzerland, number one in UK hot singles, uh, number 13, as we mentioned, in the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, and number one in West Germany, and number 94 in the U.S. Rolling Stone Top 100. So, um, so pretty, uh, pretty significant numbers there. As far as certifications and sales, so as far as like the, the number of those the copies of that sales, like we said, 11.7 uh, million copies, I think, overall in Canada hit 200,000 copies. Uh, it earned platinum status. Denmark, 180,000, which was good enough in Denmark for two-time platinum. Uh, Germany, 250,000, which was gold. Italy, 25,000, which was a uh, gold certification. New Zealand hit platinum with 20,000. Uh, United Kingdom, two, X, two times platinum with 3.8 million. And uh, United States was gold with 2.5 million. So... Um, yeah, significant numbers, significant sales for a, for a single. You don't see that far too often anymore. Um, well, maybe you do. I, I don't know. I've always been like, it's always just kind of an album based, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's really the mad stats for this song, everybody. So basically it was, it's a success. It did better than everybody anticipated who was, you know, in charge of creating it and they raised, you know, enough money to help out. And which was the ultimate goal, right? So um, let's head on over and just discuss Christmas music. segment do you hear what i hear that's right we're going to talk about christmas music um i brought with me today i'm like uh, man i'm brought with me today some uh, christmas songs that i love and also some christmas albums that i love that i would love to discuss and uh, i know you brought some with yourself so let's yes, go sir. let's kind of go back and forth right uh with this and i'll start um I truly love the original, well, also like the Jim Carrey one, but the original animated uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, right? And you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. (laughs) I adore that song. That's a must play any Christmas time for me. So I have to have that one on my list. That's a good one. That's a very good one. Um, Let's see. I grew up with the whole, yeah, just a a a, a ton. I, I grew up on the Mariah Carey like Christmas album, yeah, a little bit. She's another one who kind of comes out around Christmas time. Um, All I want for Christmas is you uh, is, is definitely like an, a, an essential. I I I I think because um, it hasn't been. Du- I like that one because it hasn't really been duplicated. It hasn't been replicated. Like there's a lot of like basic like songs that have been like redone over and over again on other people's Christmas albums and, and stuff. Um, but all I want for Christmas is you. It, it, if man, if it's not Mariah Carey's version, I don't care. Yeah. Um, I, 
have a love hate with that song, but I get it. <laughs> um, I I'm love both the uh, the Beatles songs here, the Paul um, song of uh, Wonderful Christmas Time. That's what I was uh, rocking out to when Matt and I first got on Zoom. And then, of course, you know, Lennon has a really good one that's obviously more depressing in a way, but it's also oh, yeah. very good. Uh, so those would be my next ones I have to have. Uh, I actually got a whole classic, you know, there's some classic Christmas songs, you know, like, you know, like from your uh, Burl Ives and your Dean Martins and your Bing uh, Crosby's that are just must listen to. Yeah, yeah. The, the John Lennon one is is, is depressing. It's one of those weird Christmas songs. Um it's definitely one of those weird ones that uh, I still like listening to, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's peculiar. It, it really is. Yeah. Um, I really like, you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I think is one of the most, yes. uh, my, most, I, I think that's one of the most upbeat ones. Like if that hits on the radio, I'm like, mm, let's go Christmas shopping. Like right now, let's do it right yes. now. Gotta go. Like it pumps me up for Christmas. Um, it's so positive, happy. You hear it on everything. Uh, I think in the new Hawkeye show, they might have used it as like a commercial song. Um, they probably did. I'm I, loving that show. I'm like, by the uh, way. Oh, it's so good. So good. Shout out to Haley Steinfeld and Jeremy Renner for like doing just awesome work with that show. Yes. Yeah. Um, great chemistry with those two. Fantastic chemistry. Uh, you know, you get, you get those classics like Santa Claus is coming to town. You can't be. Oh, yeah. And, but I, I love this. Uh, I love like, some of these Rat Pack era like people, singers that that did took on Christmas music. Yeah, the crooners, as they say. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, Sinatra, like, is a is a is a big one for me. Sinatra, um, and you know, just there's just so many, there's so many. Bing, you know, Bing Crosby is another classic one, but as we've already mentioned, but man. I'm going to be getting off of this show. I have nothing to do today. I'm just going to be listening to Christmas music all day. <laughs> yeah, that's my goal. Uh, yeah. is to definitely uh, listen to some Christmas music. Um, uh, the, there's only two more just songs I'm going to point out, and these are probably way lesser known. Uh, there was a long time where I was a, a music snob. Uh, when I got out of my Lip Biscuit phase, I turned into a snob. And uh, one of those is uh, by uh, Dustin Kinsrew. He's the lead singer of Thrice. I don't know if anybody's heard of that band, but that's a, they were a big band in the mid-2000s. But he put out a song called This Is War, and it is an incredible Christmas song. Um, uh, growing up in a church, obviously, we'd always uh, sing Christmas hymns during Christmas, so I have to go with uh, O Come All Ye Faithful. I mm-hmm. uh, really love that song. Uh, so uh, and then the last just single song I want to talk about is... is uh, of course, one of my, we've covered him on the show before, Weird Al Yankovic, uh, put out a song. This is one of his originals. This isn't a, uh, this isn't a spoof of any other song. Uh, it's the night that Santa went crazy. Uh, <laughs> I really love that song. This is literally about Santa going crazy and uh, going on a violent rampage. And he gets put in jail at the end. It's really goofy fun. Uh, but I want to talk about a couple albums that I always listen to every year, too. Uh one of them is by a guy by the name of Sufjan Stevens. Uh, re- I've always enjoyed his work. Uh, he literally just put out a new album, by the way. That's crazy good. It's not Christmas related, but it's really good. But uh, he's a very he's like a folk type music is what I would say it is. Okay, a lot of a lot of acoustic and, and stuff like that. But he uh, he put out a, an incredible Christmas album that I listen to every year. 
the uh, <laughs> the South Park Christmas album. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's like the Mr. Hanky something. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but you know what I'm talking about. Oh, but dreidel, yeah. dreidel, dreidel, you know, yes. all that. Uh, that's such a classic one for me growing <laughs> up. Uh, and I'm going to end it on this one, and I will try not to cry talking about this. Uh, but there's this singer, uh, songwriter uh, named Andrew Peterson. Uh, he's very much a Christian artist, so he may or may not be for you. I'm just letting you know that uh, he openly talks about that stuff. So if you don't care about that, then I wouldn't look into him. But uh, he's a really, really good uh, songwriter. Every year, he actually put out an album that is original Christmas music. None of it's uh, covers of old music. Okay. And it's, it's a, and it's about the story of Jesus is basically what it is. Uh, but there's a song called Deliver Us, and I can't listen to it without crying. And I listened to it this morning, and of course I cried up. But the reason is, it's just a memory. It's because every year for, oh gosh, for years and years and years, he would come to Charlotte, which is not too far from me. And we would get a group of people and we would go to the show. Yeah. Uh, be me, be Trevor, you know, and uh, uh, maybe some people from the church when we were going to church then. And his mom would go. And uh, we lost her this year. So uh, that memory really <laughs> snuck up on me, like you were saying earlier. And I did, you know, I wasn't even meaning to cry this morning already. You know, good gosh, let me wake up at first uh but i did it to myself <laughs> and uh, but it was a good feeling though because those are some really happy memories uh, yeah but yeah so those are some of the albums that i try to listen to at least once every year at this time of year no that's great man that's great the one that got me that going it gets me every time i hear it on the radio have yourself a merry little christmas it's the snatch version it's very slow yeah um oh. it's getting me now um I already cried too, so you're good. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> just again the pacing of the song. You know, we'll always be together as long as the fates align. Like they gets me every time. Um, it's a good one. It's a good yeah, one. it is, man. Yeah, it is. Good. And that's uh, the power of music, right? That's why music is so powerful. It's amazing. Uh, just the memories it can bring back, the people it can remind you of. Man, it's uh, it's pretty incredible. Uh, this is. is this is gonna be the most uh, emotional episode we've ever done, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> both are both your hosts are crying, uh, blubbering <laughs> fools right now. So, uh, but I've but uh, I'm cool with it because uh, you know we're real people. So that's true. Uh, so if you're on our uh, Facebook page, what are some Christmas songs that you love that maybe we didn't talk about? Uh, what are some that bring back some really awesome memories for you, or even some ones that kind of choke you up a little bit? Because uh, I'm, you know, because I'm imagining Matt's kind of like me. The reason that these hit us is because uh, of the people they remind us of that just are no longer here uh, and that's just a sad thing for us but man the fact is that we have those memories uh really means something to me so uh that's it for do you hear what i hear matt let's talk about uh where well christmas songs in general i would say but also of course the song we're talking about that i'm already blanking on the name of <laughs> uh because you got it wrong at the beginning to stir me <laughs> off no, I didn't. I'm totally editing it out. It never happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about uh, where uh, those songs kind of stand in pop culture today. All 
All right. So um, first and foremost, when it comes to do they know it's Christmas? Um, you, you, I, I mean, obviously it was, it was attempted many other times for, for stuff. I think it's a good one. I think with today's society that they hate, they hate a lot of the verbiage for it. It's, it's become one of those songs that, uh, you know, we, we did agree that some of the lyrics can come off as a little condescending. Yeah. Uh, just, just a tad. And it's kind of been looked at in the same like respect as the, uh, what was the one they, they, they canceled a few years ago. Uh, maybe it's cold outside. Like they, yes, they yeah. hated that one. It's well, not, it's not that bad, but <laughs> it's not good either. It is all about a guy being very pushy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, you know, it's it, like, I listened to my wife. She's like, really, this is your favorite Christmas song. This is terrible. <laughs> like just to completely just stab at a dagger through my heart about it. But, um, but so, I mean, I get it, but um you know, I don't think it's ever going to be one of the most popular ones. I might like it because it's not the most popular. That might help. Yeah, I'm like that with a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, so I think it, it it stands the test on time with that. Let's let's start we did, with we, we did a whole episode about Cyclops. So me and you both. Uh, we totally did. Yeah, <laughs> we totally did. We totally did. Let's start off with that aspect. Then we'll go into the Christmas music in general, Johnny. Um, okay. Well, where does this song do you think stand in pop culture? Well, I kind of would put them both together. I know we want to do them separate there, but. Uh, you know, it's one of those songs that gets played every year during this time, and it does a really good job of making me think about Christmas. Uh, even if it's not one of my favorites, it definitely would give me that vibe and that feel of this time of year, uh, which is uh, pretty wild considering, really, if you look into, if you can get past uh, some of the lyrics being a little emo-ish, uh, they're still kind of depressing. <laughs> some very depressing right. lyrics in there. Uh, because, And also, we you know, we talked about the history of it, there's some uh this stuff was about a real situation that was happening right so yeah. that makes it even more sad to me it's <laughs> sad i agree I, I don't th- i don't think this song is as powerful and maybe as charitable if it doesn't paint a darker picture you know what i mean oh i agree it, had to. Picture. it yeah. had to yeah it definitely had to i mean it's the same as uh you know those uh those uh who is that is it sarah mclaughlin who does those songs for the dogs and stuff when they show oh, them yeah. the sad Arms pictures of the, the dogs yeah. yeah oh Arms, i'll be angel and it just makes you cry because you're seeing these dogs looking at you all sad uh you know it's i don't think it would hit you near as much if it didn't have some song like that playing during the show in these pictures i mean you would still be like oh man looking at dogs and poor dogs and stuff but it really helps music is man this is why movies have soundtracks right yeah because they really do a great job of adding mood atmosphere or whatever it is and i think this song does that for christmas even if it is you know definitely more sad than like it's a wonderful you know or than let it snow or whatever christmas song you want to bring up right um as far as christmas music in general it's 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 timeless it really is i know people who listen to it all year long and i absolutely commend them i tried i i can't i can get two months out two three months out of it a year but uh year round i i don't know if i can uh, i don't know if i can pull that one off but um it's cool to hear people like recreate old ones like newer voices here uh, and every once in a while you hear a new one come up but i gotta admit i hate like our like this generation right now i hate their new christmas music i hate i really i heard this one song it was called text me merry christmas like six years ago oh, i was like yeah, really, i was like <laughs> go listen to it 
Go I listen can't to do it. it. <laughs> I'll do it for the show. <laughs> I'll do it for the show, but I'm not looking forward to it. Just I, I from the name. I literally just from the name, I'm not looking forward to it. I literally sat there listening to it. I'm like, oh my God, this is my generation's offering to Christmas music. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm thinking about that too. That's a good point. Like every generation seems to have a Christmas song that kind of gets added to the uh, you know, the Christmas song playlist every yeah. for, uh, you know, you know, it's one of the things that's one of the things that I've heard that if you're an artist and you put out a Christmas song and it catches on then you're set for life. Right. Right. At least once a year, you're going to be making a little money because of that. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, man, uh, what would be this generation's, you know, maybe something about Michael Buble or something right have to be he's great like he's great yeah i do like him i'm not trying to not i'm just trying to think oh of an i know i know but as far as an artist goes yeah probably him um aside from mike buble i try to keep myself in the 90s and sync had a cold christmas song merry christmas and happy how like i'll, I'll leave that yeah, if that's yeah. my general if that's my if i can consider that's that a, my general yes, i don't mind that one yeah, that was definitely fine. It's upbeat, uh, it's fun, it's Christmassy. Um, but yeah, when you when text me Merry Christmas is is a oh god. My balls hurt just thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so aggravated. That's right a now. that's a deep hurt if it makes your balls hurt. That's a deep, <laughs> deep hurt there. I'm so aggravated. I, I, that, that represents you. Yeah, I'm with you. There's been uh, there's been times where certain my generation will put out something. I'm like, oh my, why did you do that? That's yeah. just uh, that hurts. And me it catches. Them. You're like, okay, maybe this is just a once a year, like once but and, nope. and done. And then you hear the following year, like, oh no, it's been immortalized. Ugh. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you, I'm gonna send it to you. Here, you know what? I'm gonna find it. To, I'm gonna find it right now. We're gonna play it on the podcast live. Oh, do it because this will be a real reaction for me. <laughs> Because I'm fairly certain I have not heard this. Maybe I've blocked it out. Maybe it's so bad that my brain is trying to block it out so that I'm not hurting myself. So please remember this December. It's coming through okay, right? Yeah, I hear it. Oh, gosh. Oh. Okay. All right. Pause it for a second. Um, who's the artist on there? Does uh, it say? It's called Straight No Chaser. I'm not sure who the individual lyricist is. Okay. I've heard of them. Um, here's the thing. Kristen, oh, it's, oh, my God. It's Kristen Bell. Oh wow! Okay, obviously I've heard of her. Okay, uh, well, her just... singing voice is good. She can sing. Yeah, the music for it is good. That's fine with me. It does feel a little Christmassy. The only the problem with that one is the lyrics are so cringeworthy. Are they trying to be funny or just trying to be serious? I can't tell. <laughs> and with you uh, now, there are four balls in total hurting. <laughs> we give uh i text you a merry christmas uh four hurt balls out of four <laughs> can we start rating christmas music on facebook <laughs> out of hurt balls yes sir. we can you know how many things we can rate with uh how many balls it hurt yeah oh man like well, if it's something good like uh 
uh let's uh what's another uh, elvis's blue christmas that's only one hurt ball that's a pretty decent song i you like know? it i like it that yeah. might be a good feeling ball uh, can we Ooh, do i like this let's change the balls don't always have to hurt they can feel good <laughs> good balls yeah good i'm balls. with you All we right. give elvis's blue christmas a couple of good feeling balls <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why nobody's thought of this rating system before, Matt. Oh, it man. makes perfect sense because we, we can put our two scores together. Um, <laughs> like, uh, like, how does it make your balls feel? Uh, give me another Christmas song. We'll do another one real quick in this. Okay. Um, um, jingle bells. All right, uh, jingle bells. Okay. Uh, man, that's an old. That's a classic. Very easy to like. Even I think I can play that song on a piano. Yeah. And I cannot play piano. Uh, Cause it's only a couple of different notes. Um, and it does always make me feel Christmas. Oh, uh, we're going to do another song after this. Cause I just thought of one. Okay. I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to give it one. I'm going to give it one. Hey, it's Christmas ball. You know, it's one ball that makes me feel like, Hey, it's Christmas. So it's a slightly happy uh, doing just fine ball. What about you? I, I I'd give it one. I think it's 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 a classic one. It's hard to beat, but doesn't like get me really in the spirit. So we got yeah. a, a two out of That's four. Two balls. balls. Two we out got, of four balls. We oh have, goodness, we have one set right now. That's good. <laughs> we have one set. Of <laughs> All right, let's end it on this one. Uh, a classic. This one. This is a, I should have talked about this in songs that I love. Called uh, Grandma Got Ran Over by Right Deer. Two. Uh, two goodies. Two goodies for me too. That's right. That's a two full sets of balls <laughs> of happy, good feeling balls for Grandma Gardner. <laughs> this is the greatest writing system anybody's ever come up. Nobody's with. gonna top it. Well, all right, it's I got one. I got one. Okay, Christmas, sh- Christmas shoes. Oh, okay. Oh man, that's tough. You go first. You go first. What are you gonna give that one? <sighs> It's one that I try to avoid. I can only listen to it once a season. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it one one bad ball, one pe- painful ball. Okay. All right. So I'm torn on this one. Uh, nobody likes a torn ball. Because <laughs> that sounds fairly painful to me. Uh, but I understand what you're saying. The The message from that song, I get, and it's actually kind of beautiful in a way. But it's also just so, uh, sw- it feels swarming to me. Does that make sense? Is that a word to use for there? Like it feels uh, like it's trying too hard to be cringy, to make you feel, yeah. yeah, to be cringy, make you feel these things. Did you so know I'm they made agree a movie? Do they, do you know they made a movie yes. off that song? Okay, yes. Uh, I and they made I, a second one, they made a second movie for it. There's a second set of Christmas shoes, <laughs> yeah. I swear to god. Yep. I knew there was a first one. I didn't know there was a second one. I'm going to agree with you and give this one painful ball and one uh, happy ball. So this is because I'm literally torn. So my, we, have, we have no balls. Right. Because mine, mine canceled mine out. I have no balls at all. Likewise. I'm a eunuch. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give uh, Christmas shoes a eunuch. Yes. <laughs> A eunuch out of four balls. Oh, I'm so glad this episode turned around from us crying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. But uh, very good. But yeah, that's that's really it, everybody. That is it for our Christmas music episode. 
Um, do they know it's Christmas? Uh, again, one of my favorites. I know it's mixed feelings for everybody else, but that's the background of it. I think it is one of the most storied backgrounds. That's part of the reason why I love yeah. to cover it. It didn't have a really fascinating history to it, yeah. for sure, because I have heard the song plenty of times, but I never really paid attention to the lyrics. Right. And I didn't really know the story of why it was brought. I just knew it was like for charity, but I just didn't really know what or or anything like that. What exactly? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, So Johnny, we we did mention that there's going to be a, uh, uh, you know, we're going to be doing movies next. Uh, So Johnny's going to be the, the, the front man for that subject. Uh, What, what can we expect from the movies conversation, Johnny? Well, just like Christmas songs, Christmas movie, movies, movies, uh, Christmas movies are very important to me. Uh, so I thought we'd do the history of Christmas movies in general and then stay tuned. Instead of doing a Johnny Knows, we're going to talk about our favorite uh, Christmas movies and we'll also rate those out of balls. Uh, so we'll be- <laughs> <laughs> So stay tuned for that for next time on Retro Pop. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, Stay safe these holidays. All right. Be good to one another. Uh, Yes. And, uh, you know, and also to, I guess, a little heartfelt message, Um, especially around the holiday season. If you haven't said, you know, talk to somebody in a while, you had maybe a disagreement, you stopped talking to each other. Don't be afraid to reach out um, to those people. Yeah. If Home Alone, if Home Alone one taught us anything uh, when uh, Kevin finally talk to the neighbor next door who was actually a really good dude uh you know if you don't reach out sure they may not say or respond but you never know and at least you tried absolutely Um, and life is way too short to just be mad all the time for sure this these last couple months for myself i've reached out to a lot of people that i've had um you know just not good relationships for over the last couple of years and And i'm waiting uh, on i'm waiting on that call from matt but he has yet to reach out to me Uh, for that so i'm going to give uh, matt's phone call zero balls zero balls no balls negative two hurt balls um two painful balls oh yeah uh, my balls are really torn on that you're the negative you are the yep. negative negative my- balls <laughs> but it was- up, they have my balls haven't even dropped yet <laughs> <laughs> they are innies uh <laughs> But yeah. what a horrible way to have your balls described to you. I have a what? Uh, how would you describe your balls? Well, they're innies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love it. I love it. I love it. But yeah, don't hesitate to reach out to those people. For sure. Um, I don't regret it. Um, I feel and, a little bit better. And, and, and to add to that, Matt, uh, even the people that you're close to, uh, let them know that you love them. Yes. You know, uh, that goes a long way. Uh, you, you have no idea, even people you're close to, what kind of day or month or week they're actually having. Uh, so I guarantee you uh, them hearing that, hey, hey, you know, just reach out uh, and say, hey, I care about you. That can go a long way. So absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, listeners. Uh, we appreciate you always. And we'll talk to you in two weeks right here on Retro Pop. I give this episode four complete happy feeling balls. Balls.